I don't care if the sun don't shine I do my drinking in the evening time When I'm in Las Vegas For guys like me, Las Vegas washes away your sins It's like a morality car wash Circa Resort and Casino in Vegas Derek Stevens, thank you so much Your staff's awesome Do you have a message for Danny Who is sadder about not being here Than maybe anything I've ever seen him react to In my entire life Like he loves this place, he loves you I'm real happy for him, I'm proud of him And we'll make sure the beer's cold when he comes back I love Vegas Jesus Christ, do I love Vegas We're going back You're either in or you're out, right now what is it? It's a plane ticket. A job offer. Las Vegas, huh? America's playground. There he is. The man, the legend. Derek for real. What? Derek for real, all right? The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Afternoons on The Score. All right, so I'm not supposed to talk until the show introduces me. It's almost as if I've done this before. Yeah, but you're irrepressible right now. I got so excited. You're, you're not going to be having a child this year. I'm never having a child again. So you can. <laughs> That's why I'm so excited. I mean, you, you're going to continue to have the ones that you already have. Though. I'm never having another child okay. again is the point. <laughs> But that last time it kept me from going to Circa yeah. to hang out with my best friend, Derek Stevens. And now <laughs> we get to right that wrong oh as Derek God. Stevens joins us on the appropriately named Circa Resort and Casino Hotline. Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's mm. largest sports book. Derek Stevens, I missed you. How the hell are you? Terrific. Great to talk to you guys. Great to talk to Chicago. How you guys doing? Oh, man, we're good. We're so excited to go back to your place and to invite listeners to come along, right? That's the thing. We will be doing our shows from Stadium Swim, March 23rd and the 24th, CircaLasVegas.com. You know, there's a March Madness. There's a tournament that's going to be happening out there, Derek. I'm not sure if you know about it. If people want to come out to Stadium Swim and Circa and uh, the Galaxy Watch Zone and, and the D and just hang out in downtown Vegas, what are, what are those weekends going to be like? Well, I mean, everybody's pumped. I mean, everybody knows what the first week of March Madness is like. But, but this year's Sweet 16 weekend is going to be special. First time ever Las Vegas is holding the Western Regional. So uh, everybody's jacked up for Sweet 16 weekend. You know, two games on Thursday, one on Saturday uh, here in Vegas. Uh, but more importantly, you guys are coming. We're going to be in Stadium Swim, Legacy Club, the Sportsbook. This is going to be awesome. It's going to be absolutely amazing. And, yeah, I was like, oh, my God. So we're not going opening weekend. We're going for the Sweet 16 weekend. Okay, that's cool. There's a lot of games, but it's, you know, isolated on the big screen. That's fine. Why are we going that way? Vegas is hosting the tournament. Derek, it's like uh, you guys are the epicenter of Vegas, and and Vegas is now the epicenter of the sports world. Super Bowl's coming there. It's an amazing time for Las Vegas. Yeah, I mean, Vegas Vegas got some big, big events. I mean, you, you, you brought up a couple. I mean, First time ever holding holding a NCAA tournament, having having the Western Regional here, and then uh, yeah, Vegas on the clock for next year's Super Bowl. F one coming for the first time, so there's a lot of good things happening. And well, we're just glad we're going to get a lot a lot of people from. Uh, Chicago area out here. We're going to have a lot of fun this summer and this fall. Hoping, hoping that listeners can join us and hop out there and get to Stadium Swim. If you've never seen it or been there, it's a gigantic pool amphitheater. You can chill on three different levels of the pool. A 40-foot HD screen playing the games, multiple games up there. Imagine watching March Madness while swimming and utilizing the swim-up bars. There's nothing like it, people. Come 
join us. And so, Derek, if people go to CircleLasVegas.com, you know, the tournament is fast approaching. And, again, we'll be there the 23rd and 24th for Sweet 16 weekend. But if they want to come for the opening weekend or the weekend that we're going to be out there, what are some of the types of things they can reserve right now? Well, yeah, we just go to the website. Go to CircleLasVegas.com and you can book, uh, you can book, book reservations at the sports book. You can book Stadium Swim. It's got a great interactive uh, interactive website, so you can book whatever you're looking for. It could be anything from a GA to a poolside box to an owner suite to a cabana. Um, morning sessions, afternoon sessions, all day. The weather's going to be perfect. The temperature of the water, you know, we're open 365, so the temperature of the water is going to be great, and it's 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 really a bucket list place to watch uh, to watch tournament games. That's for sure. It's amazing. So we'll be at Stadium Swim, Circus Sports. You also got the Galaxy Watch Zone uh, and the D. It's going to be amazing. Any any contests, anything happening at those other places that we should know about? I mean, I was in your Survivor contest. I was in your, your, your Pick'em contest for NFL. Anything that people need to know about that we haven't touched on for that weekend? No, I think you got it all. I mean, there's going to be so much going on. I mean, the only other thing is you got to come thirsty. I mean, you know, on, on opening weekend is going to be it's going to be uh, St. Patrick's Day as an overlay, and then on the weekend, the weekend that uh, we're getting you guys out, it's going to be uh, it's just going to be pure bedlam for four days out here uh, out here for uh, for Sweet 16. So great time to come out. Still a little chilly in Chicago, so this way you get your uh, get your spring going early. Derek Stevens, Stadium Swim, Circus Sports, The D. Check it out, CircleLasVegas.com. We'll be doing shows from there March 23rd and 24th. See you soon, Derek. Thank you. Hey, great to talk to you guys. Look forward to it. You Thank too, you. Derek. All right, there he is. That's Derek Stevens from Circa. So your options, you could be at Stadium Swim with the rest of us, Danny, or you could stand next to Derek at the sports book while he smokes two and a half packs of Marlboro Lights. Like that NFL Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, wh- wherever Derek is, it's where I'm going. <laughs> that's 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 my that's my mantra. That's that, the, man, that man usually, is, is old Vegas. Usually you're usually your 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 ass kissing is much more subtle. You know what I mean? It's like you dance around it. Nah, he knows. Yeah, he just, it was love at first sight. Guy is <laughs> uh, he's just the uh, degenerate in the best way. Just, just I mean, the guy just bought hotels in downtown Vegas, refurbished old ones, and then built a new one. And he's like, you know what I like? I like day clubs at pools in Vegas, and yeah. I like sports books. Let's combine the two. Uh-huh. It's, it's 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 genius. It's paradise. It's incredible. Can't wait to be out there. And if people have been listening for, for the whole show, because we know we got a lot of loyal mob members, and thank you very much, tell a friend, uh, let's keep growing this mob, you might be thinking, well, that's weird. You guys said that the n- announcement in some way had something to do with Speaks' <laughs> mother-in-law. So I'm going to be there. Shane's going to be there. Yeah. She'll be hosting the show for us. Danny's going to be there. <laughs> Speaks is going to be there. And who else is coming to Vegas? My mother-in-law is a sharpshooter for the Duke Blue Devils. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, no? Well, here's the thing. Tanny's wife is coming for, for part of the trip. How about your mother-in-law, Tanny? <laughs> She's unfortunately she, a she passed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But she'd love to be there, I right. tell you. Danny's, Danny's wife. Danny, how about your mother-in-law? Is coming for part of the trip. <laughs> She's not. My mother-in-law is not coming. My wife is coming for part of the trip. And yeah. we yep. are going to you know do a little uh, weekend on the back end for the for anniversary. Yeah. My wife is also coming for part of the trip. Nice. So, yeah, that's the story. And? Oh, also my mother-in-law is coming. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. <laughs> It's just it's just wild, man. Yeah, it's a little different. 
It's a little different. It's my wild. My wife said, um, Bubby wants to, wants to come to Vegas. What do you think Wait, about she's that? named Bubby, too, so she you're just named... throwing this in my face? I'm sorry. Rest gotta... in peace, Bubba. I know. I, was say, I got a dead Bubby. <laughs> I know. I'm so sorry. But, yeah, she's... I, wow. I, I didn't know that. I would have only... voted against. You're not the only one who had a Bubby. Like, people I, I, have Bubbies. I know. It's a common name. It's a common so thing. it's been kind of a devastating day for me with, with uh, Bubba and then the bird. So, Bubby. Bubby. <laughs> Bubby. <laughs> <laughs> that was the day that your grandmother had passed. Yeah, that's and right. you, you were working with what was Mike I gonna Brody. Do? Not take like not... hours before, right? Yeah, hours. Before. <laughs> yeah, she had a good run though. Said, said goodbye on Facetime. Bubble. That's a crowd pleaser. <laughs> said goodbye on Facetime earlier that day, uh, and then hosted with Mark Grody. What was I supposed to do? What was I supposed to do? No, I think it's it's fine. Yeah, it was, I should have brought her to Vegas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I had the chance. My Bubby would not really have loved Vegas. Now my Bubby, yeah. whoo, she's gonna love. She loves. She's been to Vegas. But she's not your Bubby. Uh, she's she's uh, Christine's, Christine's Bubby. She's Ruben's Bubby. She's Ruben's Bubby. Yeah, Ruben loves her. Yeah, and, but and Ruben's not coming. Yeah, I know he's not. <laughs> oh, wait, surprise. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Oh, can can we get one more for dinner for, for what, Ruben? I, here's what, if, the thing. what if Bubby sucks? No. Here's what you don't know. <laughs> here's what you don't head. know. Bubby <laughs> is a party, man. That woman is a blast. She, first of all, she's been to Vegas more than any of you. Probably more than any of us combined, including you, Danny. Bubby... Has, is, I've been to Vegas a lot of times. Oh, she's been to. I bet she's been to Vegas more than you. I, oh, okay. I'm sure that's the case. That that woman knows how to party, knows how to gamble, and will be absolutely having a blast and hanging, partying deeper and harder than any of us, or at least just as long. All right. Yeah, she's she's good fun. All right. And how she, many times she been to Vegas? Uh, I'll ask her. It's got to be dozens because she lived out in California and used nice. to go all the time. Nice. So it's it's. I'm in the low twenties. I'm in the low twenties. Uh, I'll that, ask her. All right. I'm if, sure. I think she's got. I'm she. excited to gamble with her then. Yeah. She, I, I didn't know she was a Vegas vet. Oh, you didn't, she didn't share that detail. Big that, time yeah. Vegas vet loves the sports book. Lo- oh, loves yeah. all of it. All right. Now, now I'm now I'm actually genuinely in. <laughs> Uh, that's that. That's, Bubby can hang. That's that's fantastic. Now I actually approve. Uh, a Vegas veteran. Those are always fun. Yeah. Uh, to have on the trip. But so like we're gonna hopefully hopefully what's here's what's happening. Yeah. Hopefully there are already a bunch of mob members who are we're already planning to go out there for that weekend. Because this is it's truly crazy that it's uh they're hosting a, a regional. So mm. I can see that being fun. You go out, you go to the games on Thursday and Saturday, but then you just like watch the games at the sports book Friday and Sunday. Like that's a classic Vegas trip. I know a lot of people go for the opening weekend because there's all the games and all that. Right. But we're going to kind of for the for the second weekend because Vegas is hosting and it's this like historical sporting event. So if you want to come out and you're maybe already planning to be there, or you know people that are planning to be there, let them know that the score is going to be hanging out at Circa, and that's going to be the spot. Uh, during the tournament. So obviously, obviously you could stay at the Circa with their awesome rooms and multiple yeah. different rooms. You can also, if you're already staying somewhere or if you're going to go and stay somewhere else, come and buy a day pass for Stadium Swim. Yeah, just come hang out. We and, got spots and a oh, cabana and the whole man. thing. And you can watch the show and hang with us. I mean, the times that we've been there, you were only at I, one of them, I've Danny. only been there once. Yeah, yeah no, I think the time. second time we went was definitely... Was better? I think so. Yeah, that hurts me. But, you know, but both the times we've had an opportunity to hang with listeners, talk with listeners, and really, really hang out and watch games and have beverages and swim. Can't wait. Unbelievable. Can't can, I, wait. Can, can we let people behind the curtain a little bit here with the process of this announcement? 
Sure. We teased it a month ago, right? <laughs> yeah. Between then and now, yeah. nothing has changed that would have hindered the, the, the fact that we needed to announce it today as opposed to a month ago. So we're sorry if the flights got more expensive or if, <laughs> or if the rates went up. That's not on us. We wanted to announce it as soon as possible when, yeah. for reasons that none of us still understand. You got to wait for all, <laughs> you gotta wait for all the plates saying. to be spinning okay. at the same time. Yeah, you know? no, yeah, you want to make it as complicated as possible. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, now, but yeah, but that, that's where we're going. Mike Valeni's going to be out there. We'll have Mike Valeni for an hour because that station from Detroit's also going to Circa. Well, oh, we're wow. kicking their ass on the podcast yep. ranking. So that'll be, that'll be good. That, uh, that, that'll be fun. Yeah, we, we can ask him at all. Now we can ask him about getting flown uh, to New York to, uh, yeah. to do the pod with Boomer. It'll be fun. It's going to be a good time. Come out and see us. It will be, uh, seriously. Have that, you ever done Vegas for the tournament? Has anyone here done Vegas for the tournament before? Um, yeah, we did. Um, we did a couple years ago. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was so with you. That's yeah. true. Yeah, Spiegel, Spiegel a, and Parkins. That is a good point when the Cubs were there. Correct. Yes. When the, when the Cubs, and because we had that, that's when we had the dinner with uh, Pat and Ron and Ryan Sandberg. Yes, and a fringe player on the team who got paid an appearance fee to come to that dinner. Justin Grimm. Justin Grimm. <laughs> Money well spent. Yeah. I remember talking to him about, like, so why are you here? And he's like, I was paid to be here. Uh-huh. Because he's the only current player on the squad. I was like, oh. Yeah. They felt that Pat Hughes and Coombe and Sandberg weren't enough. Needed a player. They needed Justin Grimm. Here comes Justin Grimm <laughs> in, in from the bullpen. Yeah, that was a with f- his 12. I talked about about 12, 6 curveballs. 12 to 6 curveballs yeah. with Justin Grimm that day. That was unsurprising. How'd you forget that, Danny? I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I, re- I remember talking to Sandberg and Pat Hughes, and that was it. Yeah, yeah. That, that I forgot that happened. Oh, man. Yeah, that was one r- of the many times we've, uh, we've, I've hung with Rhino. Yes. Yeah, yeah, did uh, it, it, which is why at the Cubs convention when he interrupted me as I was talking to somebody else, like, hey, that's Ryan Sandberg. Ryan Sandberg has heard me give a best man toast. Has he really? He was at Brad's wedding. Let, let's get Rhino on soon. Will he talk about the, the the stuff that he advertises? I don't think so. I've tried five times, uh, and he won't talk about weed. Okay. Yeah. Well, we don't have to talk about that. We can, there's plenty to talk about with Ryan Sandberg. We well, talk yeah, about Danny's he, best man speech. There, there, he, he, there is plenty. Talk about that memorable night in Vegas when he hung out with us at the, uh, at yeah. the free dinner at Mr. Chow's. There, yeah, I like that. There's plenty to talk about with Ryan Sandberg. I think yeah, so. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, I agree. Like getting a statue and people thinking it was going to be Sammy Sosa. Texas are disappointed that the show announcement did not include skibbity bobbity. I understand why you would be. Yeah, I can get that. And it, I, it, I could also see being disappointed that it doesn't uh, involve cocaine bear. We're thinking about it. We're working on it. We want to do something for cocaine. That's a developing situation. And, and, and it, based on the pacing of this uh, Vegas announcement, maybe three or four weeks after the movie debuts in theaters, mm-hmm. we'll be able to get around to uh, announce it. It's, it's just been so much harder to track down the bear than it has the cocaine. <laughs> that's the cocaine, that's that was easy. Yeah. Hard to get a bear. The event that we're going to be able to put together for cocaine bear is going to be it's going to be available Remember. like on demand, and you guys are going to come to my unfinished basement, and we're going to just watch the movie. It's going to be very sad. But we're working on it. We're trying a to bear do- did cocaine. Cocaine bear only in theaters. And by and by the way, so cocaine bear. I'm just I'm just so fascinated in the entire. So Elizabeth Banks is directing. It's got a monster cast. They can afford to do a trailer. A c- com- commercial in the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. but they have no interest in putting anyone on to promote it because they're so sure that it's going to be some sort of like cultural hit 
because it's so preposterous. But then if it's going to be such a cultural hit, why are you advertising? I, I'm just I'm confused by the entire thing. I, I'm I'm engrossed in the entire thing. I think I'm going to see Cocaine Bear multiple times in theaters. You think so? I I can't wait. It's it, the whole. Have you seen the two minute trailer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it looks ridiculous. Mm. It it looks like the single dumbest movie of all time, while also being the best movie. I can't wait. Mm. I can't wait. So um, there's a lot uh, that that are intriguing me right now. Um, Oppenheimer, the Christopher Nolan movie, that looks like a better movie. <laughs> yeah. That looks like a better movie. How about this? You see the Champions uh, trailer today or the commercial for Champions? Woody Harrelson as a basketball coach who's coaching. I uh, read about it. I don't think I saw the trailer. A, a, a team full of people with intellectual disabilities. It's directed by Bobby Farrelly, hmm. one of the Farrelly brothers. No, supposed I, to be funny. I'll check that out. The, the Sonny Vaccaro one with Damon and Affleck about the Jordan shoe deal. Also, uh, yeah, a lot, lot of buzz around that movie. Got yeah. a Super Bowl commercial. Yeah. Chris Tucker in it. No Michael Jordan, though. Michael Jordan is just a figure who is discussed in the movie. Uh-huh. There are actors who play his parents, but there are no actor. There's not an actor who plays Michael Jordan. There's apparently some footage from him early on, but no, no actor has taken the role of Michael Jordan. So it's just about signing a basketball prospect mm-hmm. to Nike's, the Sonny Vaccaro story. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot. That'll of, be cool. I, I think so. There's a lot of stuff there. Hell, like the the shoe deal section of Winning Time, Adam McKay's Lakers. Um, series from HBO was all really interesting. You know, like Phil Knight lurking around and how Converse got magic and how they were going about that with with, with magic and bird. Like, that stuff is really interesting to me. But we want to do, just just so you know, like, we are ideas people around here. We think of ideas. We don't get approved of them, Mm -hmm. but we got ideas. We want to rent out a theater. Can I say this? Getting some, yeah. Want to rent out a theater? We want to go with you to see Cocaine Bear, and we want to since we can't do cocaine, we, we want to bring a bear. Yeah, we want to bring a bear. So we're gonna, we're going to bring a bear to see Cocaine Bear, not an, in, a a Chicago bear to be sh- clear. Yeah, 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 not a grizzly bear. Yeah, that we can't we can't have the liability for that. We or a, see- or a stuffed grizzly bear. No, no, I just no, wanted a, to, a bear yeah. that you can interact with. Right. Yeah. Got any tickets lighter out? Or- like we got Dave wants that a, a gig for the Super Bowl at some guy's house. So we can we can make that happen. I think do, so. Do we have the review on how that went? By the way, yeah, we do have the review. Can you share? I will on Thursday. I'm not gonna do it now. Oh. We'll do it in front of Wani. We're doing it in front oh, of Wani. Yeah, 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 I perfect. told you that after the show. I forgot. Yesterday. Yeah, you did tell me that. Sorry, short term memory <laughs> okay. from lifestyle choices. But so we want to do the cocaine bear event, and um, and like you said earlier, I think it was perfect. It needs to be as complicated as possible. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're trying to make it. We say, hey, we want to run out of theater, bring some listeners, see Cocaine Bear, bring a bear. Sounds simple to us. Yeah, like, Apparently, not, no. that's not as complicated <laughs> as it needs to be. You know, we, we, want to, we want to really corporate bureaucracy this up. Well, we, we don't want, want it. No, no, I'm speaking as the... The entity. The, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we want to just, we're going to just throw a ball of red tape at your idea. <laughs> it's, it was just it was an odd <laughs> choice, frankly. Uh, but anyway... Here, catch this ball of red tape. <laughs> yeah. Or you could let it bounce and just not do the idea. Well, we talked about it. That's enough. It surpri- the, whole, the whole operation, frankly, surprised me. Uh, crack Slippers, Super Bowl edition. Next on The Score. <laughs> So what I'm saying is that the Eagles beat the Bears by five. So if the Eagles win today by more than five, that means that the Bears are the second best team in the league. That sounds about right. (laughs) I don't even know what to say after that one. 
So, you know, it's funny that that didn't come up. That must have slipped through the cracks. Our guy, Ashton Kutcher, who still should be a contributor for his Bears takes on the score during a Super Bowl uh, bumper there. It's good to be with you here on the Parkinson Spiegel Show. We have so many pieces of audio from the Super Bowl that inevitably we're not going to get to all of them on that Monday show afterwards. And so... That's why the Lord invented crack slippers. That's exactly right. Am I right? Yes. It's it crack slippers. These are things that slipped through the cracks. And these everybody. actually these have some bears tie-ins here. Uh, your guy Javon Hargrave, big fan, right? That's that's a, a big topic, uh, a big a big target for you. You specifically want him defensive tackle, free agent, three tech, but also flexible enough to do other stuff. Great work ethic, Philadelphia Eagles free agent to be. Here was the broadcast talking on how much he matters to the game and the team. It's Pacheco. And there looked like there was a hole, but that closed up quickly. Edwards and Hargrave combining on the stop. Yeah, Javon Hargrave, number 97. He is who makes this entire defense work, both run and pass. We talked to Andrew Reid. We said, how are you going to pass protect? What's your plan for these two guys on the edges? He says, oh, no. Everything starts with big number 97. He can wreck the game if you don't account for him. Come on. We need a game wrecker. Everything revolves around that guy. He makes it go. Granted, uh, defensive line didn't do so well in that game. Didn't do very well at all in that game. You could blame it on the field if you want. Blame Chiefs offensive line credit, Andy Reid game planning, the whole thing. Did not have a great game there. But it, it's the body of work. It's the it's the position. I, I told you that if I, I'd go younger if I could. You know, uh, Draymond Jones or uh, obviously Deron Payne. I feel like Washington might just franchise tag Deron Payne. It surprised me a little bit if he hit free agency. Let me but, let me say I prefer Deron Payne, but I don't think he's going to get there as a it, full free agent. Yeah, it's it just – but like the Philly situation, how many resources is Washington going to put into its defensive line? Like, you can't spend all of your money on defensive linemen. It's a premium position, but it's not the premium position, mm. right? Washington already has, you know, they, Montez Sweat, and they have obviously Chase Young. So it's possible that they reach a decision where they say we can't afford to keep all of these guys. Now, maybe they would then t- try to tag and trade, which is why I think most people don't think that he's going to become just a straight-up free agent. We'll put the franchise tag on him and then trade him to somebody else to, to get some form of draft pick compensation. Hargrave will be cheaper than Deron Payne. Yep, and the, and the Eagles have a pungent defensive lineman, so he might actually just hit up straight-up free agents. And as you're putting together your mix of all the different free agents you're going to target with all this money that you have, why not go a little bit cheaper because he's a little bit older but still really great, and you know about his work ethic. You know about him as, as a dude. So that should leave you enough money to do – so many of the other things you have to do because you have to do a lot. You do have to do a lot, including address the offensive line and maybe upgrade at left tackle. Uh, Alex Gold, who works on my old station in Kansas City, hosts the Midday Show. He was out in Arizona uh, for the week. He was on with Mully and Haw, I believe, uh, talking about Orlando Brown Jr., the Chiefs' left tackle. What stood out was something I talked to, to you guys with a, a week ago, uh, which was about 
how is this offensive line, right, going to hold up against that defensive front for Philadelphia? And I think I specifically mentioned a guy's name, Orlando Brown Jr. That was the chief starting left tackle. And yesterday, uh, as soon as he made his way to the, the locker room and then to the post-game media area, he made sure everybody knew very quickly. He said zero bleeping sacks uh, or zero sacks print a bleeping T-shirt. Someone that, uh, that is hoping to get a huge payday this offseason. And it's somebody that was tagged by the Chiefs organization. They were not willing to pay him then. We'll see if they're willing to pay him now or somebody else certainly will. They didn't give up a single sack in the game. That's going to be a moment that certainly stands out because this was a player that was heavily criticized by fans and and the media. uh, And and he went out and had the best game of his Chiefs career. Hmm. So I think that they are definitely franchise tagging Orlando Brown. I I don't think he is consistently great, as Alex talked about there, that it was maybe the best game uh, of his season. But the Chiefs are so committed to protecting and building around Mahomes that I will be floored. They already franchise tagged him once, so if they can't work out the long-term deal, just do it again. Do it again. They They have the money. They've got, like, I think they're like 10th in cap space this offseason. They had so many rookies play this year. Yeah, and they've got 10 picks in this upcoming draft because of the Tyree Kill trade. So they they have the cap. Now, they don't have the cap space like the Browns or the Falcons or the Bears have the cap space, but they absolutely can carry a $20 million cap hit on a left tackle uh-huh. to go try to win next year's Super Bowl say there's no such thing as a bad one-year contract. You're going to be top-heavy, but that's a position you're top-heavy at. To protect Pat Mahomes? Yeah. So I I think that he is likely going to get the franchise tag for a second time, probably be a bit overpaid compared to how good he is, but because the team can afford it, it's such a premium position, and they Mm got to protect Pat, that I I don't think he hits free agency. I think you're probably right about that. Um, Wanted to follow up on the turf. You know Ali Connolly? Do you follow that guy? He's a great follow. Former NFL scout, now works at a publication called Gridiron. He charted the, the slipping on the sod. He went back and looked. The Eagles defense had a player slip on 38% of Patrick Mahomes' dropbacks. Five times, multiple people are slipping at the same time. Chiefs defense had a player slip on only 14% of Jalen Hurts' dropbacks. So he just kind of charted that to figure it out. Because they were both playing, of course, on the same field. But as it turns out, for whatever reason, maybe it was cleat Well, that's choice. what I was just thinking. So are we talking, because they, they showed, like, cleats being changed. Yep. Are we, are we thinking, like, how the Chiefs training staff got all of that attention for helping Mahomes in the when he hurt his ankle in the AFC Championship yes, game. Yes, that, 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 that their equipment staff did a better job of scouting the turf for their cleats. Or they, changing them in-game. They didn't change them. Chiefs never changed them. The Eagles the only one that changed them. Oh, so the Eagles were in panic mode. But the Chiefs had the better uh, the better. Uh, the better uh, the better plan, right. whatever. They were ready for Because it. they played their week one, right? And two guys got hurt. Yeah, well, that that's right. The Chiefs played in Arizona week one. 
but I wonder, but but the but the Adam Kilgore piece in the post yes. suggested that there was something unique for how they pre- uh, prepared the field for the Super Bowl. Correct, because but, of the painting and all that stuff. Correct, and, and so there's that stuff which so we can I, add to it too. I don't know. I don't know if that was a direct scouting parallel then or not from for, week for one. The I, I don't. I don't. I don't know this obviously, but I, I I wouldn't think that week one would have had as much to do with it, or they were prepared and had thought of every detail. Yeah, and had thought about how the the field would be prepared for a Super Bowl. Well, but to your point about Adam Kilgore's piece in the Washington Post, um, he talked to the guy who bred this grass, this particular kind he's of a grass. grass breeder. Yeah, he's a, he's, a, he's a grass breeder. Okay. And he bred cool. this strain of Bermuda grass that they grew on there. Okay? so they, But the thing is, they were using that kind of Bermuda grass, but then... In the middle of the fall, as they were getting ready for the field, getting ready to think about the Super Bowl, and they had this sep- this sod somewhere else, they overseeded it with a different kind of grass, a kind of rye grass. And the reason they did that, Can't do that. is because rye grass grows beautiful, lush green. It is, unfortunately, a little bit waxy to the touch and a little bit slippery. And this field is slippery, and I don't quite understand that slippery over there oh man oh man <laughs> the deal is it looks great on tv and this is why the grass analyst that adam kilgore talked to quote the nfl did it so you have a very uniform pristine green shiny surface on which to paint your logos and it looks great on tv if you have any blemishes, the ryegrass will hide the blemishes. To say that's a Bermuda grass field they played on, yeah, there's Bermuda grass in there, but they're mostly playing on the surface, which is ryegrass. So the NFL, to make it beautiful and lush and green for TV and make it look pretty with the logos painted all over it, sacrificed grass quality and and created a slippery situation over there. It really is a tremendous embarrassment for the league it really like, is i disagreed with bernstein i didn't think it ruined the super bowl i thought the super bowl was great and both teams were playing on it and part of this game is that everything gets prepared for and hyper scrutinized so if the chiefs had a better game plan for the grass that's part of preparation for a game because fields aren't uniform and apparently they all can't be uniform the other reason it didn't ruin the game is that we had a great game. You saw, if anything, it allowed the offenses to do more because the defenses were the ones slipping on the pass rush. Well, right, but I mean, but people like defenses and the Eagles defense. I mean, these were two of the top sack teams in the NFL. Yes. The Eagles were number one. So Zero like, sacks. You know, so th- that that was not representative necessarily of what those pass rushes should have been. Yes. And so even as an offensive guy, I get that argument. It was, it was jarring to see, but I don't believe that it was only be because of the grass and you've got to prepare for it. But I just think it's crazy. Like part of the appeal of baseball is that every stadium is different. The dimensions are different. Mm-hmm. It's, it's to hit a ball out of Yankee stadium is different to hit a ball out of uh, Wrigley field or whatever the case may be. Mm. Football is supposed to be more like basketball. The fields are the, the, the dimensions are the same. I understand that some are indoor and some are outdoor, but like it is crazy that, it's just known that, oh, MetLife in New York, dangerous field. It's like, what? Players hate playing in New York? They're going to get ankle injuries and knee injuries yeah. because the turf is... Soldier Field, it's going to get torn up. Terrible field. Kickers are going to have problems. They're like, wait, what? 
Chicago and New York have bad, dangerous fields? New York is one of the six that still have the slit film turf, yeah. which is the dangerous uh, stuff. That's just crazy. It's, it, it is the, outrageous. The, like, I, I'm not, again, I'm not saying, I don't know the solution to it. We, we're, we're trying to talk to Roger Possard about it, frankly. But like, it feels to me like if, I know players prefer grass to field turf, mm. but you should at least be able to have field turf compared to the dangerous stuff or whatever the hell that was during the Super Bowl. Yeah. Roger Bozart. I mean, in Chicago at Soldier Field, the water tables uh, are, are yeah. famously, you know, too high. Like, the concrete is too high, so grass doesn't really give full root and grow the way you need it to at Soldier Field to to really um, deal with the kind of varietals that, that you want there for the best quality turf. So... And I'm fascinated. What they have in Green Bay is what I want. It's called DD Grassmaster, and it is a hybrid of field turf and grass, and it always freaking works. It always looks pretty damn good, and, and it does its job. Get DD Grassmaster. She sang <laughs> with Elton John on a lot of big tracks in the 70s and 80s. DD Grassmaster would be really good. Efforting DD Grassmaster. Right. And if you could, during hockey season, also book Annette front presence see if you can get a net front presence okay want to talk to her she's she's beautiful she's important we have studio and in-game analysts dunking on people that are putting together rosters in this town it's next on the score Who, who's gonna beat this team that is still one of the wildest pieces of commentary uh, I've heard in a while after that Spurs game. I mean, who's going to beat this team? I got a few. I got a few ideas. They haven't won since, right? Haven't won since. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the answer is Orlando and, and, and Cleveland and Cleveland and Boston. Yeah. yeah. I, I was like, God. New Jersey. Well, you know, or Brooklyn, like, excuse me. Yeah, you know, you're just watching these games and like, you know, it's the Bulls and they're bad and so sometimes you're completely locked in and sometimes you're not I was completely locked in watching that game uh, and I was like did he what yeah. what happened what what rewound it yep set it send that off that's gonna age poorly but huh. it, it aged poorly immediately and there has now been uh, as the trade deadline came and went and they stood pat, and the explanations as to why were flimsy, and they haven't won since, and now they'd be on the outside of the play-in looking in, so not even top 10 in the East, and they don't own their first-round pick. And they still can't shoot threes, by the way. <laughs> yeah, it, the whole thing is just ugly. We talked about it earlier. You could see quit from here. I'm not going to say it yet, though it kind of feels like it, but you, you, could, you could see quitting dysfunction anonymous Absolutely. reporting you you can you can see it from here and you could you may, could maybe even see um jumping off the stinking ship willingly in the off season absolutely from here, yeah. and, and so here here's will Purdue on our tourist Karnishevis, the bulls president and how this team is put together the thing that really bothers me most about this game the one thing that maybe it doesn't change the outcome of the game but can change of the expect what our expectations are or how we look at it is if you just had, in my opinion, better effort. You know, it's kind of funny. Rick Popovich was just in last week with the Spurs, right? 
I said, you know, I think the last time you had such a poor season, you went 20 and 62. We had no Tim Duncan, no Sean Elliott, no Chuck Person, but we had a lot of veteran guys. What's the difference between that team and this team? He goes, well, this team, I'm having to teach them how to play basketball. I'm having to break bad habits. I'm having, I mean, I almost felt like I could have closed my eyes and he was talking about the Bulls. Yeah, breaking bad habits. Because it seems like we've, we've regressed as the season has gone on instead of getting better. Because, again, this is just the decision-making and, again, number of turnovers, isolation basketball, only uh, 17 assists. Yeah. It just, and I mean, I'm flabbergasted. I don't know There's not much more for us to say. You know, we got two games left before the All-Star break. Hopefully, we can get back on track with those two games. But, Will, I mean, three for 21 from three-point. Oof. I mean, the, the last three point line, I mean, that, that, that's just not going to cut I it. I mean, the last four games are shooting less than 20%. Yeah. From behind I mean, the arc. I mean, 14% tonight. I mean, it, you know, it, with tonight's it, game, you're 26 and 31. Yeah. You're not even in the play, play in game now. You're, you're, in the, you're in the 11th. Right. Well, I mean, Arturis wanted consistency. <laughs> I'm not sure this type of consistency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is he, not maybe he should have clarified that. Yeah, 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 this is not the consistency they were looking for. Oh! <laughs> Will's Will sneaky funny man. Oh, yeah. He's uh, he, like he's he's funny dude, and that that like dry deadpan sense of humor you don't see it coming. That's very good stuff mm. on NBC Sports Chicago. They do a great job. The um, it's just so funny. People do keep talking about this team as if they either like have won something. Or are young, and you could like reasonably expect improvement. Neither of those things are true. Oh. Like, well, you, you know, the core. You got to protect the core. The cores are teams that have won something. Like Tatum and Brown and uh, sure. and Marcus Smart is a core. Or core. Uh, the cores are, yeah, like, are, are are groups of players that are going to develop together. Well, that, that, that's a young core, yeah. right? Where you could talk about, like, you got to just teach them how to play. We, we, we got to have consistent effort. We're going to learn from these mistakes. This team is talked about in terms of, like, how Pop was telling Will about the Spurs. Amen. They're bad by design going after Weminyama, the youngest team in the league. Or they're not – this isn't Middleton and Holiday and Giannis. Mm-hmm. This is, these are – these are in their prime, made men, paid dudes who are supposed to be playing like grown ass men that are just not good together. It's it, it's really it's really sad. And they they chose the middle and chose trying to be decent and make the playoffs and win a playoff series. And he tripled down on that at this deadline by doing nothing. It's a willing acceptance of the middle, which feels very Reinsdorfian and very underwhelming and dispiriting, and the players are now dispirited as well. Um, Danny, I saw this. I wanted to throw it at you, and you'll understand why as we talk about it. There are six players in the NBA right now. I know you love the league. Six players in the NBA who are averaging at least 15 points per game, at least six rebounds per game, and at least seven assists per game 15 six and seven so pretty damn well-rounded stat sheet stuffers yeah all right lebron is one luca is another Jokic is three you're three for three 15 six and seven um 
15, 6, and 7. Um, Ball in hand a lot, creating a Harden. Lot. Harden is four. Look at you, four for four. One guy, um, okay, very young uh, and electric, and we have uh, we saw him pretty recently against the Bulls. We saw him pretty recently against the Bulls. Um, Lonzo's brother, Lamelo. Okay, Lamelo. Okay, and then who's the sixth? Is the question. So Jokic, Luca, LeBron, James Harden, and Lamelo. Mm. And why would I be asking? Oh, is it? Is it Russ? It's Russell Westbrook. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Isn't that funny? 15, 6, and 7. Russell Westbrook. That's got to be what he's averaging. He can't be averaging much more than that in any of the categories. I'll give it up for the AP, who he probably. Can, he can, Tim he Reynolds. Can't, he can't be averaging much more than that in any category. That's probably. They probably. Tim it, Reynolds probably is like. took wow, his average. took his numbers yeah, and gotta, figured it out from there. Be. He can't be averaging much Absolutely. more than that in it's, any It's one of from those. an article about Russ and why teams okay. want him. But I think it's I think it's a great What's ja? it's a great pull. What's Ja? I don't know. Maybe it's maybe he doesn't have the rebounds. Was my guess on it. But those are the six. And AP Tim Reynolds, he's a good hoops writer. I liked him. Yeah. Um, ja, but, Jaws twenty. Oh wow. Okay. Jaws five point nine rebounds per game. Okay. There you go. All right. So it's just, so it's just barely. <laughs> yeah. This article about Westbrook includes um, Paul George openly wanting him. If there's you know somebody out there. Russell, he says, like, you know, from Paul George. And it's interesting because the Clippers have the shooting. So the Clippers have the shooting, which means they don't need that from Russ. They actually have the lanes in the middle of the of the court yeah. where Russ could actually get in and do some damage. The Bulls as a team that needs the shooting is kind of kooky to be wanting Russ, who still thinks he can shoot even when he's like a 26% three-point shooter. Yeah, that is that is a little backwards, but anything probably would help, but I don't think it would help in any meaningful yeah. way, and they're bad anyway. Uh, Harden leading the league in assists this year. So I took a shot on him if, if he was at six rebounds. He's yeah. got to be just above that. He must but, be just above. Yeah, but yeah, Harden leading the league in assists. Look at you. You went, uh, you, you went five for five. Um, You know. Five yeah, for six. Yeah, I got a little game. Yeah. Uh, there, we get questions in for one last thing. We got a shot at Dave Matthews uh, tickets still to come, but baseball's changing the way it's going to look, and so people are going to try to work around the rule changes. Speaks has some specific intel on one of the big ones. Next on the score.